Blog Talk Radio. Survival Radio. It's 10 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God, let us go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to lift you up that all men might be drawn into you to preach your word that will not come back void, but will do that which you sent it to do. Let this broadcast be for thy glory. Touch the hearts and the minds of every individual that hears this God. You said multitudes upon multitudes standing in the valley of decision. And we can see, Lord, by the times that things are growing short. And God, let us get in our hurry-up mode, God, and let us preach this gospel under every mission, every kinder, and every tongue. The men might receive Jesus Christ. But upon his return, they will not be shamed, but they will be received under the Father. And we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to talk tonight about hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of God. In 2018, how does God Almighty speak to his people? How does he deal with sinners? We're all sinners saved by grace. All sin to come short of the glory of God. But how does he bring conviction? How does he draw people unto himself in the days in which we live, either to receive him or reject him? And God, down through the ages since he created Adam in the garden, has had his way of communicating with man. Now, declares that Adam had open communication. The Bible declares that Adam, before the fall, walked with God in the cool of the day, and God conversed with him. I can't imagine the words, the wisdom that God Almighty imparted unto Adam before the fall, before sin cost Adam his dominion, his throne, so to speak. God created the world, and he created men that men might have dominion over this earth. We've talked many times that because of high treason, because of what Adam did, and Eve, of course, but Adam was the head of the house, the priest of his home, that Satan, who was Lucifer, now Satan, is the god of this world. So 
does God speak to individuals today? He certainly does. So we're going to talk today about how important it is to hear the voice of God. Now, we live in a, in, a, in a day and an age where there's many voices. We have more media today, 24-hour news stations. Uh, we carry portable computers with us in the form of our smartphones. We have access to about anything that you want. It's a, it's a proof of what the Word of God says, that in the last days that men will run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. This is where we're at today. The technology is is out of control. It's getting, uh, even on a greater scale, being stepped up. And this is a sign of, of, of the end times, that technology and knowledge is increasing. So uh, we have... We hear many voices, many voices, and many teachers that want to teach. Uh, We hear a lot today about those that seek their spirit guides. Uh, Spirit guides, just to get right to the point, if they're not of the spirit of God, there's only one spirit. God is one spirit. God is the Holy Spirit. And every other spirit is not of God. Every other spirit is a familiar spirit trying to pass themselves off, trying to get in the minds of the people, trying to manipulate men, which, which, which they do, setting up a pseudo-relationship as if they were God, as if they did hold the answers, if they, as if they were leading men in the right direction, which they are not. So it's very important that we hear the Spirit of God and what God has to say. Now, God speaks, as we find in the Bible, through dispensations at different times in history. God dispensed his word and spoke to men in different ways. In the beginning, we said that he walked in the cool day of Adam. He, he spoke directly with Adam. He spoke in an audible voice. We, we find with the patriarchs through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He spoke to Noah, and he spoke to Enoch. He spoke to individuals and their families. We know that, that from the great flood that only eight souls were saved because God spoke to Noah, and Noah heard God's voice, and he built the ark, which is a type of Christ. That eight souls were saved, and the Bible declares he preached 120 years, and still only eight souls were saved. But God spoke to Noah, and God and Noah spoke the words that God spoke to him. So in essence, you would call Noah a prophet. Bible declares Abraham saw the day of Jesus Christ, so in his own right, he would be a prophet. Jacob, as we, before he blessed his, his, his sons, he said, I must tell you what will take place in the last days. Talking about the plight of Israel and how Israel will, how things will play out in the days in which we live. If you haven't noticed, things are speeding up. 
Israel is a is a focal point. Uh, uh, they have acknowledged that the capital of Israel is Jerusalem. The United States have moved their embassy there. And the Bible declares that Israel is the apple of God's eye. So it's very important that we hear the word of God and what God is speaking. He speaks through systems and organizations and governments. He speaks to nations. He speaks to individuals. He speaks to groups. He speaks to those that will listen unto him and hearken unto him. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, speaking of our days, which we live, the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 1, 1, God, who at sundry times in divers manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Now, the prophet was the go-to man. He was the man, the Bible declares, when these prophets would walk into town, that the fear of God would fall because they knew that these men, such as Samuel and Elijah, that they would speak what thus saith the Lord, Jeremiah, Zechariah, Isaiah, that they would speak what thus saith the Lord. And they would and they would relate and be a herald for God and speak what God was speaking in that dispensation or that time. So God so, so the word of God says that sundry time in various times in uh, uh divers ways. In other words in many different ways. He spake unto the fathers by the prophets. Hebrews 1, verse 2. But half in these last days, now at the time of the writing of the book of Hebrews, the last days had already begun. I personally believe the last days happened at the, at the, uh, 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 the birth of the church, that the time clock was set, that we, that, that, that we are racing towards the end of this age. We are in the church age. We are in the age where the church is supposed to be functioning, hitting on all cylinders, be doing what God has called us to do. The remnant, Isaiah 1.9 says, had not been for a remnant, then we'd all been as Sodom and we'd all been as Gomorrah. He said, I will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. He said, upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not Prevail. The ecclesia, the called out ones, the called out assemblies, those that are separated to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Be even peculiar, he says. Be different. He tells us not to be wrapped up in the world. Set your affections on things above rather than on things below. To watch for the signs and the times. But back to Hebrews, he says, Hebrews 1. Verse 2, half in these last days, how has he spoken? He has spoken unto us by his Son, which is none other than Jesus Christ. Our thrust on this broadcast is always to lift up Jesus Christ, to point you, and whoever hears this broadcast, to Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the preeminent one, the one that is to be preached the one who, 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 who set in motion the gospel, the good news, the one who was born, who died and was resurrected on the third day, was crucified on an old rugged cross on a hill called Golgotha where he finished the work, where he kept 
the law and saved me and you from wrath, from the wrath of a thrice holy God. He who knew no sin became sin. So he is the son, the son of almighty God. Yes, God has a son, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish. If we believe his gospel, he tells us that he gives us power to become the sons of God. A position, a place, we'll, we'll talk about that later, of being a, uh, a priest. A called out one. Half these last days, now, starting then, but how much more now, spoken to us by his son. Now, down through the ages, see, things kind of weaken, see. The, the enemy, the Bible declares, is totally against the church. That's why Jesus said, and the gates of hell will not prevail. He didn't say that the gates of hell will not come against the church, that the church would suffer many things, that the church would be persecuted, the church would be maligned and lambasted and lampooned and made fun of, but out of the church. Shall the gospel come? The preaching of the gospel must come from the ecclesia, the body of Christ, who he is the head. Get this straight. He is the head of the church, not a man. Men can never be the head of the church. Men are to be bondservants, are to be lower, are to condescend. Peter Basically, Paul and Peter also claimed that they were bond servants, chosen servants by choice to serve Jesus Christ. So he says, Have these last days, Hebrews 1 2, spoken of by his son, whom he, God, hath appointed heir, listen, of all things. Did I read that wrong? No. When we get this straight in our head that he's Lord. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. When we set him once again in his position in the body of Christ, when men become de-escalated and Christ becomes elevated, then we're the church. Flesh and blood can never, can never, can never take precedence in the house of God. It must always be led. The New Testament church was constantly being led by the Holy Spirit. Everything that they'd done was the Holy Spirit. They consulted the Holy Spirit. They prayed, and God showed them through the Holy Spirit. So whom he hath appointed heir of all things, now listen, by whom also he made the world. Now the world is the universe, the totality of all of creation as vast and as deep as might be well, that was has not even been discovered yet or explored or even thought of in the minds of men so he speaks to us through Jesus Christ his only begotten son Hebrews 1.3 said a description who, Christ, being the brightness of his glory, 
what did Jesus do? Represent the Father. He was, the Bible says he was the, the direct image of God the Father. And the express image of his person. I just told you that. And upholding all things. Listen, upholding, there's that word all again, all. There's no separation here. Jesus is Lord. We, you know, he's not one of many. He's not in the category over here. Well, he was a good man. He was a good teacher. He was a rabbi. He was on and on and on. No, he was the son of the living God. And all dominion and all power was given unto him. Things in heaven, on earth, and below the earth. Upholding all things by the word of his power. Upholding all things by the word, the spoken word, the logos, the logos being a person, word of his power when he had, listen, by himself. Who? See, this foolishness that down through the ages that men have popped up in the world and said that Christ did not finish his mission, a lie from the pits of hell. When he bowed his head and said, it is finished, the work was done. He completed what he had done. The Bible says he sat down, not stood up, sat down by the right hand of the Father. The Bible declares God the Father spoke to Jesus the Son and said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Listen. Upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, listen, purged our sins. See, the only antidote for sin is Jesus Christ. The only purging of sin comes through the finished work of Jesus Christ. The only way we handle the sin problem is through Jesus Christ. And we have a sin problem. Even in the church, even born-again believers in Jesus Christ have a sin nature that's supposed to be under control according to the book of Romans chapter 6 that sin shall not have no dominion over you. But once in a while we find in our lives that sin would like to pop up its ugly head. And how do we handle that? We handle it through the blood of Jesus Christ. We look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith, his finished work. That what he did at the cross gives us dominion over the sin, that we don't have to live in bondage to sin. I'm just telling you what the Word says. I'm telling you what the Word says. You know, James said that God doesn't tempt man with evil, but we are tempted by what comes out of our heart, the lust of our own hearts, what we desire. When he had by himself purged our sins, the Bible says he sat down on the right hand of, of the majesty on high. So he speaks to us today through Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ is no longer here. We'll talk about that in a minute. So he sent one being the Holy Spirit, who is the ambassador that will speak the words of Christ, who is himself spirit. And in John 16, he deals with his leaving and with what's going to happen after he does leave. He told him in the book of Acts, he said, he said, they, you know, they come up with, uh, they was worried about the, the, uh, 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 
position of Israel in the world will they once again be reestablished to the great nation and and he said the times and the seasons were not you to know but he said I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high at the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and dwelt with man on the inside of men. And you see the lives were changed and boldness come into their hearts and to their lives. They said, such things as silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, take up thy bed and walk. Just a few days before they were hiding. Peter was hiding, and he was denying Christ. But now he's baptized in the Holy Ghost. So in this modern age in which we live, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Now, this book that I hold in my hand was penned by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says all Scripture was given by inspiration of God. So this book is God speaking to us. Does he speak to us in other ways? I'm sure that he does. Can he? Does he speak to people in an audible voice? He never has to me, but I'm sure he has, and he will, and he does. I'm sure he does. We take his word. In this particular chapter of John 16, we find the writing was in red. These are the words of Jesus Christ. In John 1, he's called the Logos. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Let's let's just go there and read that real quick so I don't get it all messed up. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who's the Word? Logos, capital W-O-R-D, Logos, being a person, being a spoken word for a particular time, for a particular dispensation. Remember, we said that God spoke to men in a different way. We find in the book of Judges that God ruled through judges, prophets. But now, we just read in the book of Hebrews, he speaks to us through his son. And we're going to find out what Jesus said. He said in John 16, these things have I spoken unto you, begin with verse one, that you should not be offended. That you should that you should not be trapped, tripped, or stumbled. <laughs> they shall put you out of the synagogues. Uh oh. The religious system, when people go speaking what the word of God says and speaking the unction of the Holy Spirit immediately will offend the religious system of that day and that hour. In other words, the apostate church. Most of the time in stained glass windows and big bell towers and pointed steeples with crosses on the top of them. Yes. Apostates is what Jude warned about, what Second Peter warned about. Apostates. A form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Apostates. Preaching another gospel, which Paul said, if a man preaches another gospel, let that man, even if an angel doesn't, let them be accursed. I'm just telling you, I'm warning you what the scriptures, telling you what the scripture says about this. But this, in the last days, many men will give heed to seducing spirits and will, 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 will embrace doctrines of devils. Scriptures, what says? Okay, so this is why they will put them out of the synagogues, out of the, the religious system. The synagogue here is the religious system that Israel had at that time, which was ruled by the Pharisees and by by the Sadducees and by 
the scribes who were who were deeply religious, but yet they rejected Jesus Christ. See? And many today, under the guidelines of religion, reject Jesus Christ. If you reject part of him, you reject all of him. If you reject part of the word of God, then you reject all the word of God. Okay. They shall put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God a service. Over in John 9.22, we find after the healing of the blind man, these words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess, now listen, that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue, or he was of Christ, or he has accepted Christ, he will put out of the synagogue. See, so what I see here is that a lot of the persecution of some, I'm sure, will come from the world and and those of the world, but most persecution will be from a religious system. Okay. <laughs> See, the Antichrist is going to be a religious system. He's going to have a false prophet. And we've been told by John that the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist, is already here working. Okay. Whosoever killeth you think you do have got a servant. Verse 3 of John 16. And these things will they do unto you. Why? Because they have not known the Father nor me. Nor me. You don't know me. He, you know what Jesus said? He said? He said, you say you're of Abraham. But Abraham saw my day and embraced it and rejoiced therein. He says, I'm telling you, you're not children of Abraham. Your father's the devil. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say he did. They were operating in the wrong spirit, a religious spirit. Okay. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you them, and these things I say not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. Now, verse 5 John 16, but now I go my way to him that sent me, back to the Father, read that Acts 1, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou, but because I've said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. You know, this is what he came for. You know, they they, they uh, rejected it. They didn't want it. Peter said, I'm not going to let you be killed. Well, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. He said, I'm here to for a mission. I have a mandate from the Father. That's to come and die for the sins of the world. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Verse, verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. The Comforter, the, the Advocate, the uh, uh, paraclete is the Greek. The one that comes alongside to help us and guide us and lead us and teach us is the Spirit of God. Not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit. But he says, he speaks to us today by his Spirit. Now the, the book that we read, the Bible is alive because it's inspired. It, 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 it overbounds the natural and goes into the supernatural. 
For God is a spirit, those worshiping must worship him in spirit and in truth. You believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we should be seeking the Holy Ghost. We should be seeking the comforter, the advocate, the paraclete, the helper, who's one spirit, one father, one bad one. He's one. Listen to me. He's not many joined. In the beginning, God, that word God, in, in the book of Genesis 1, is Elohim, which is a plurality, which means Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Trinity, all in one. So the Holy Spirit's God. Jesus was God, for he thought of not robbery to make himself equal with God. Okay. And when he is coming, listen to what he does. Listen to what the Holy Ghost does. He will reprove or convince the world of sin. Wow. So he'll bring conviction. And then he'll point the way to get rid of the conviction and to take care of your sin problem. And my sin problem. By the washing of the word and the washing of the blood. The Bible declares that he put the blood on the mercy seat and is constantly washing us day by day by day. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Verse 9 says, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. There, he points out what Paul confirmed in Second Corinthians 4, 4. That the God of this world, Jesus called him the prince of this world. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness, high places. Once again, overbounding the natural into the supernatural. The unseen. The spirit world, many would laugh and lampoon and make fun, but the fact is, the Bible teaches there's another world that we don't see where there's a warfare going on. And Jesus said of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, verse 12 of John 16. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Listen, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he shall not speak, as the word speak, talking the voice of God, unto of himself, but what, whatsoever he, ye shall hear that, shall be, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. Verse 14. He shall glorify me. If I believe that, he says, I will draw men unto me. He shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things, verse 15, that the Father hath are, are mine. Therefore saith I, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So our, uh, uh, the Spirit that guides us is the Holy Spirit. Well, the Spirit's out there, but not all of them are holy. So today, he speaks through the gospel. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 16, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision, the flesh made by hands, verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Wow, pretty desolate a place to be. Verse 13, but now, now, remember, through this time, he speaks through Jesus Christ. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Christ's finished work. Listen, for he is our peace who hath made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enemy or the hostility, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for, for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enemy or the hostility thereby. So here we see the everlasting covenant. You can study, I believe, there are seven covenants that God, down through the dispensation of time, have to, how he's dispensed his word. Now, we, there'll be no other covenant made. When Jesus Christ died at the cross, the covenant was made, sealed by the blood, sealed by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you can't say Jesus Christ is Lord except it be by the Holy Ghost. So God has always been a God of the covenant. So we turn the pages back and we go to the book of Exodus. And we see God speaking, speaking to his people. And he's telling them something here. Giving them wisdom and truth how to avoid the plagues and the diseases of this world. Listen to what he said. And, and said... Exodus 15, verse 26. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. My Bible, the Lord, is capitalized all letters. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is Jehovah, the eternal, self-existent one. The Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now here we see God exhorting his people to become separate. Hmm. He said, I brought you out of Egypt. Now, if you don't want to partake in, the, in, in, in their curses and their sicknesses and their diseases, he said, I want you to hear the voice of the Lord thy God and do right in his sight. Now, how do we do right in his sight today? Anything? No, we are the righteousness of Christ. He looks at us, he sees Christ. Nothing we can do except accept Jesus Christ. We are justified through the finished work. We are sanctified progressively through the finished work and a future glorification through the finished work. But while we are in this world, he is our righteousness. He kept the commandments. 
Hey, listen to me. Because he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Isaiah said, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. He speaks to me and you through Jesus Christ and the everlasting covenant through his word. Listen, the fivefold ministry is still intact. The nine spiritual gifts are still in operation, but they are under the guidelines of the Bible and this dispensation in which we live, the church dispensation, the church age. When will things shift gears? The church is out of here, according to the word of God. But until then, he's operating through Jesus Christ and speaking to us through Jesus Christ. In the book of Exodus, chapter 19, going back again, remember Jesus Christ in the Old Testament is concealed and the new he's revealed. Exodus 19, 3 through 6. And Moses went up unto God and the Lord, all capitals, called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings. Listen. This is what he says here. He says, I brought you unto myself. How are we brought? Today. How, how, how are you reconciled to God? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, therefore, if you will obey my voice. What voice are we listening to today? The voice of the Word of God, the voice of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus speak? What did he fulfill? What's he telling us to do today? Who's leading us and guiding us today? The Holy Spirit. That's why we need to hear him, unctioned by him. And he will never speak outside of the lids of the book that I hold. He will always confirm the Word of God. Never will he leave it. Because all scripture was given by inspiration of God. No contradictions. Although many people say there are, there are none. Got to join scripture to scripture, rightly divide. But things in context. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Okay, he said, if you will obey my voice, listen, and keep my covenant. Covenant, 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 covenant. The unilateral covenant. Made by God. Nothing to do with us. We accept it. The only thing we do is receive it under ourselves. Humble ourselves before God in due times. You'll be exalted. Receive Jesus Christ, which is the new and the everlasting covenant into our land. God fulfills his word through his covenant. Covenant's powerful. And this covenant will never be broken. Then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. Now, the Bible says that me and you are grafted in to the vine of Israel, that the wall of petition has been torn down, making us one man, that whosoever says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, whether it be Jew or Gentile. The call today is a universal call. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. He says, you'll be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for the earth, listen, is mine. <laughs> wow. Get a hold of that. 
the earth is mine. We have men today jockeying for position, think they're going to control, and they will for time and a season. But there's coming a day the Bible declares that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And ye shall listen to in verse 6 of Exodus chapter 19. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Hear my voice. I brought you unto myself. You obey my voice. Keep my covenant. I'll make you a peculiar people. For the earth is mine. You shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Deuteronomy 28 lays out the blessings and the cursings all to be. He said, I said before you life, and I said before you death, choose you this day of life. We have a choice. If we reject Jesus Christ, death automatically. Right now, gone. Death, death, death. The wages of sin is death. If we have to pay for our own sins, it's death. But we don't have to. He died that we don't have to. Our sins have been paid for on the cross by his precious blood. We're not we're not accountable. Thank God Almighty, we're not accountable for our sins anymore. He the Satan can't hold us to our past, although he tries to. In Luke, the New Testament, Jesus spoke in Luke eleven twenty eight, but he said, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. John six sixty three, he said, It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That word life is Zoe, a God kind of life. More abundant life. In John eight, verses thirty one and thirty two, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. A qualification for being a disciple of Christ is to continue in his word. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 1, verses 1 through 4, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of beginning was where we talked about before the end beginning was the logos the word god the son and god sent his word and he healed us his word his words what we listen to today he speaks with through his word fortified built up magnified edified by the holy ghost john 10 i'm going to read verses 27 through 29 powerful scriptures jesus said my sheep hear my voice <laughs> and I know them and they follow me this comes with the born again experience do you know him today the song says please don't turn him away we live in the age where we must hear the voice of the spirit of God who leads us and guides us in all truth and all Righteous, because the Bible says the very elect be deceived as possible. Matthew 24 says, Take heed that no man deceive you. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them 
me is greater than all. <laughs> Read that again. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. John 14, verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John 14:27 Peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world giveth I give unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid John 15:26 through 27 but when the comforters come the holy ghost whom I will send unto you from the father even the spirit of truth which proceedeth from the father he shall testify of me and ye shall and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. I'll read you John sixteen thirteen again. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever ye shall hear, that shall he speak, he will show you things to come. Second Corinthians 13, 1. This is the third time, Paul, I'm coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. The Word of God is intricate. It's tied together. Three-stranded cord cannot be broken. Every every scripture binds to a, another scripture. The, the Word of God proving itself from Genesis to Revelation that the Word of God is the Word of God. And heaven and earth shall pass away, and God's Word will never, ever pass away. So we need to hear the voice of God in these last days. So we hear Him in our time of devotion, in the time of reading the word. We hear him. He checks us when we're going through life because the Holy Ghost, he does not leave us. He is round and about. Even when we mess up, he doesn't leave us because he said, I'll never leave you to forsake you. I'll, I'll be with you even at the end of the age is what he said. So the truth is what we need to hear. And the truth comes from the voice of God, and the truth will set us free. If you don't know Jesus Christ tonight, if you're being led by another spirit, then seek God Almighty. If you haven't received Jesus Christ, the Word of God declares that confess Him with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised Him from the dead. Call upon the name of the Lord, and the Bible declares you shall be saved. Romans 3.23 says, For all sin that comes short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8 said, God demonstrates his love towards us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. In the scripture I just gave you, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10.13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on his name today. Just as you are. The old song says, just as I am, that one play. You don't have to get down and speak to him in King James English. Just get down and speak to him in your normal language and ask him into your heart and in your life. Ask him. But in these days, these peerless times, which we're living, that you need to hear his voice. And we so, so need to hear his voice. Something's out of sync. The Bible declares in the book of Romans that nature itself, that the creation itself will groan. That's happening. If you haven't noticed, it's happening. 
I mean, we've got weird weather patterns, floods and fires and tornadoes and earthquakes and volcanoes. The earth is convulsing, ready for the restitution of all things. Listen to me tonight. Are we ready? What voice are we listening to? Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, you said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and shall be delivered. Lord, we need you in these days in which we live. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, we just ask you tonight, Lord, that we, that, they, that we are particularly, that our sensitivity is heightened in the spirit, that we hear you and we hear no other voice. Because you said, my sheep know my voice. And another, you said, Lord, we will not listen to. Let us be tuned to hear your voice. You said the very elect be deceived if possible. You said deception would be probably the greatest weapon that saints would use in these last days. Help us not to be deceived. And Lord, help us to take the proper measures. Lord, that which you lead us and guide us. Lord, Lord, you told us not to be part of the world. You told us to come out from among them, be you separate. Lord, you said in, in the book of Revelation, come out of her, my people, come out of her. Talk about the system of Babylon. You said, set your affections on things above and on things below. God, help us today. Get us where we need to be. Get us lined up that we can withstand what's coming. That we have discernment of the sons of Ishkakar who discern the times. Help us today, Lord, that we hear your voice and your voice only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Lord, heal the sick, save souls, open blinded eyes. Lord, heal those chronic, those nagging diseases. Lord, those terminal ones. Father, you can heal in Jesus' name. You can heal heart disease and cancer and sugar, diabetes and kidney disease. Whatever it might be, Lord, you can heal. You sent your word and you healed them. And by your stripes we're healed. Touch the minds of the people, Lord, because you said you was chastised for our peace of mind. You said, peace I leave with you. Lord, you said there's a peace that passeth all understanding through you. Help us possess that tonight, my God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of all names. Lord, let the cloudiness leave our minds. Lord, let the, the mind-binding spirits leave the people's minds. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, that they might see you and see you only and be led by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.